Hey there, and welcome to episode 131 of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. Today's show is going to be a short but informative one. We're talking all about category reviews. I'm sharing what they are, how stores use them, and how it affects your business if you're someone who makes a packaged product. Plus, you may have spotted the title of this episode, and here I'll explain why I think category reviews are BS and how you can get around falling victim to someone else's schedule. Let's get right into it. I'm Allie Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. I've got a valuable freebie to go along with today's episode. It's my workbook on 100 wholesale buyer knows, which outlines all of the excuses that I used to give brands who weren't a great fit for our shelves back when I was a grocery buyer. This download helps you prepare for any possible no and teaches you how to change it into a yes. Find the free link in our show notes. All right, my whizzes, today we are discussing category reviews. I'm going to share what they are, what types of stores do them, and why it doesn't actually matter for your brand. So first off, in the world of retail, a category is a grouping of like products. Categories are things like chocolates, confections, CBD, gluten-free, alternative milks, ready-to-drink refrigerated beverages, fermented products, jams, nut butters, bakings, condiments, and on and on and on. So for reference, just so you think about this, a typical Whole Foods has about 70 different categories in their store. Each store defines its own categories, so you aren't necessarily going to be in the same category in every single account that you have. So for example, let's say you make trail mix. You might be put in the nuts category in some stores, or the savory snacks category in other stores, or maybe even the cereal and granola category in another. And not to worry here, you can simply ask the store which category you're in. It doesn't matter what category you're in, you just need to know. And that's how they internally organize you at the store level. So a category review is when a store assesses their sales in that particular category. That buyer looks, that buyer, the category manager, looks line by line at what is selling and what isn't selling in that particular category, and typically how much gross margin they're making off each particular SKU. They then use this information to make business decisions, thinking about which slow products to discontinue and which products to highlight through merchandising changes or promotions. And they determined did they determine where and when and how they need to might need to bring in some fresh new products to change things up and increase sales or margin in that particular category? So the light bulb moment for you here is that when your category comes up for review, your number one priority is to not 
be the slowest selling product in your category. Well, yes, of course, everyone wants to be the fastest mover in your category, the number one seller in your category. What's most important here is that you're not the slowest. (laughs) The one who is the slowest is the one who gets discontinued. So what if there are a bunch of tied products at the bottom of the item movement report? Well, we go back to those brands that are the easiest to work with. We keep them and we think about the brands who are maybe a bit too high maintenance to continue a relationship with. If you missed it, I did a recent podcast episode on all the ways you might be inadvertently being a high maintenance vendor. So check out episode episode 129 of the Food Biz Wiz podcast if you haven't already. I will link it for you in the show notes. So that buyer looks at that bottom list and they say, let's say two brands were tied in last place. Of course, they're going to discontinue the brand who it's much harder to work with. They're going to keep the one that makes their job easier. Okay, so let's keep going here. Do all stores do category reviews? This is a big no. So you are less likely to see category reviews at smaller stores or at independently owned stores, but it really depends here. When I used to do retail consulting, you know, I used to work with retail stores all across the US on category reviews and buying best practices and inventory management and all of that. I loved it. So when I used to do retail consulting, I'll tell you, I was shocked to see some of the quote unquote big stores who didn't even do category review periods, or they said they were going to, but in theory or in reality, they didn't actually do them. And then on the other hand, some tiny, you know, independent corner stores who were really diligent in doing category reviews. So it really depends. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason necessarily on why a store may or may not do a category review. It's also important to know that even if a store is doing category reviews, there are stores that don't do review periods for 100% of their categories. So they might do category reviews for some of the categories in their store, but not all. So you never know. So how do you know? (laughs) We're going to talk about that in, in a second. So typically the very organized stores determine their category review cycles on an annual basis. They know, for example, that they're going to assess their condiments in April, well in advance of barbecue and picnic season. Or they might look at the baking category in August before those cooler months come around. They have the year planned out ahead of time. You can figure out, you can find out if stores do category reviews by looking at their website, by Googling it, by asking your broker or distributor if you use one, or by asking the store or the buyer directly. You can just ask. (laughs) I I so often have brands ask me, they're like, Allie, well, don't I seem unprofessional if I ask? Well, I'll tell you, I would much rather you put in a little effort into Googling, of course, do your homework first. And if you can't find out any information, just ask the store. Now, here is some key information for you to know pertaining to the title of this episode. Category reviews are BS. There, I said it. So why am I so adamant about this? Well, I led category reviews for years when I was a buyer. And I'll tell you this, time and time again, we would bring in products outside of the review period. 
month in and month out, we'd already have done our category review on a very particular category when a new product in that same category would come on our radar and we would decide to bring it in and give it a chance on our shelves outside of the category review cycle. We would do it with stores that I did retail consulting with all the time. And so I see this quite often with our retail ready students too. They'll post in our student group saying things like, Allie, I missed the category review cycle. And I'm wondering what I should do. Should I just wait, wait another 12 months? My advice, I would say work through the retail ready content, dial in your pitch and your sales pipeline, your follow-up, your promotional materials, your marketing plan, and pitch anyways outside of the review cycle. And you know what? Sure enough, it works time and time again. We have retail ready students, I kid you not, who have gotten into Whole Foods, Walmart, Kroger, and many, many independent stores outside of official review periods. What's the secret here? It's that the sales pitch was so solid that the buyer couldn't pass it up. It was so clear that the, that the product will help the buyer meet their goals and that it's going to succeed on the retail shelf that the, that buyer would be making a big mistake to pass it up. It was a no-brainer to bring that product in. So the buyer says yes, even outside of review periods, when the pitch is convincing enough. And that is exactly what we do inside of Retail Ready. If you've been pitching either during category review cycles or outside of them, and that buyer isn't calling you back, isn't responding to your emails, or isn't giving you the time of day, it's your pitch that's the problem. If you know your product is delicious, values-oriented, has a great story, helps consumers, and is going to succeed on retail shelves, but that buyer is not giving you the attention that you deserve, it's your pitch that needs reformulating. So consider this, your call to go back to the drawing board and figure out what needs to change in order for them to say yes any time of year. All right, there you have it, have it, my whizzes. I told you, short and sweet today. So what questions do you have about category reviews? Come continue the conversation inside of our Food Biz Whiz Facebook group. I would love to share resources and make sure that you have got what it takes to land on those shelves any time of year. Find your invite directly in our show notes or drop me a DM at It's Sally Ball on Instagram and we will chat. So thank you as always for tuning in. I'm really excited to see you right back here next week. I've got a special guest, Rupa Nagamutu, who's going to talk to us about using video recipes to sell your packaged food or beverage product line. It is a great episode. So be sure to check back in here next week. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. This episode is supported by my free workbook on 100 Wholesale Buyer No's. Why would you want a list of 100 heartbreaking reasons why a buyer says no to your product line, or frankly, why they never call you back in the first place? Well, when you anticipate the no, you can prepare your rebuttal, and that's exactly what I'm walking you through in this free download. Find it directly in the show notes, and you are going to be one step closer to getting those wholesale buyers to trust you, trust your product line, and place a first order. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Whiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.